Do you ever wonder how I know what to share with y'all? How to share it? The other day, I was searching myself, examining myself, asking myself whether I was actually in the faith or not. After all, the Bible does say for believers to examine themselves as to whether they be in the faith or not. A few minutes later, my dad, who was visiting our family at the time, quoted a scripture that is one of his all-time favorites. He quoted the verse that speaks of where Jesus was telling his disciples to suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Y'all, you may not realize it, but that's how I know. I know that I am on the right path because the Lord gives me those little signs of confirmation. So when I share, just to remind y'all, I share from the heart. And if I ever share just to share, then I'm not doing something right. Have you ever been so tired physically, emotionally, spiritually, that you just can't take anything more? I have. I have honestly been so tired at times that I just don't want to get up and pray over my kiddos at night. However, what keeps me going is this passage of scripture that my dad quoted to me of where Jesus was saying to suffer the little children to come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven. Attention grabber. This is my son's salvation story. Testimony. This will speak to what I mean. The kitchen was finally cleaned up from dinner. The kiddos were all heading to bed. The hubby and I could get some one-on-one time ourselves before crashing out. As we were walking through the kitchen, we realized that we had forgotten to put one side back into its proper place in the pantry. The chips. We glanced around the kitchen and double-checked the rest of the house to confirm that neither me nor my hubby had moved the chips to a different room. Nothing. This only meant one thing. One of our treasured arrows had snatched the bag up for themselves. My husband and I were frustrated. See, we aim to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and since he commands specifically in his word, thou shalt not steal. Thievery is a big pet peeve of ours. We questioned the children. Because no one owned up to the action and it was bedtime, we sent them to bed to get a good night's rest. I guess the Lord was working on my one son's heart because shortly after, probably five to ten minutes later, he came up to me. Mommy, I was the one who took the chips and ate them. 
I looked down at my son. The Holy Spirit advised me not to say anything. Instead, I took him by the hand and led him to his daddy. My husband explained to our son why it was wrong to have just taken the chips, gave him the gospel message, and just put it all in the Lord's hands. All we could do was to wait and watch the Lord at work. A few minutes passed. Our son sat there, chewing on all that he had heard. He then turned to my husband. Daddy, can I go pray by myself? Yes, son, you may. We watched as our son chose a corner in our den. He folded his hands, bowed his head. No words could be heard, but we could see his lips move. Suddenly, he lifted his head up and looked at both of us with a newfound light and sparkle to his eyes that only a child of God has. Mommy? Daddy? Guess what? Our hearts could only hope and pray for what we desperately were wishing for to hear. Our hearts were pounding. I just asked the Lord to come to my heart and save me from my sins. Our hearts leapt into our throats and tears streamed down our faces as my husband and I together embraced our son. The Lord had answered our prayer and we praised and thanked him for it. Our son had given his heart to Jesus. That day, our son woke up an old creation, but that night he went to bed reborn and a babe in Christ. Because of the growing desire from our son and the fact that there is no prerequisite for baptism other than salvation itself, we were not about to deny our son the opportunity to share his faith in this manner. After all, Philip did the same with the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8, 25-38. Why not? So, we worked things out with my sister and brother-in-law and we took his baptism on the road. What do I do when I have requests from my kiddos to come pray with and over them at bedtime? I flash back to this exact story, my son's testimony. I am inspired. I am encouraged. I am reminded to bring my children to the feet of Jesus. I would hate for my not praying with them, over them, at night, or any other time for that matter, to block my children from the King of Kings. So no matter how exhausted I am, I go pray over and with my children. I pray the fruit of the Spirit over them, for the salvation of them and other family members. I pray a hedge of protection over them and to keep the devil away from us, that we would be a light in a dark world and to be a strong and brave leader for the Lord and to stand up for what's right, even when it's tough. That our family would seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and to lay up heavenly treasures. Last but not least, I pray that we would focus on the Lord and to walk in his paths and on his statutes and to dream of his will and plan for our life. Funny thing, if I don't pray with my kiddos at night, my youngest does not stay in bed. In short, 
I encourage us to encourage our children to run to Jesus. Teach them. Guide them. Lead them to the Heavenly Father. For theirs is the kingdom of God. I implore y'all, lead our children to Christ. Guide them, direct them, for we are to train up our children in the way they should go, so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Until next time, my prayer is that y'all would remember to speak hope, speak love, and speak life. For such is the issues of life. They come from the heart. Until next time. Thank you, Father God, for your words of love, for your instruction, for the Bible. Lead those that need to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth to this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.